Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to a, another episode of Talks Before Ascension. I'm super happy and blessed that you'll be able to just to join me just for another episode. And uh, this specific episode really doesn't have a um, a structure around it, but I do want to talk about two videos that I recently watched. Uh, one with Pastor John Piper, um, a, the- a Christian theologian that I respect very deeply, and I really recommend you guys go watch a few of his videos. It'll really get your mind going and thinking about these super, super deep points. Um, but the first video is called, Can Pleasure and God Really Compete with the Pleasures of Porn? Um, so I think by that title, you could sort of understand where we're going uh, with this. The second video that I wanted to talk about was a video by Ray Comfort, who by now, if you don't know him, you probably don't know my podcast because I've talked about him on probably almost every single episode of this podcast. Um, but again, a- another man that I respect very deeply. Um, but this video is called Don't Fall to Porn During This Quarantine, During This Time of Just Isolation. Um, and then I will be talking, I'll be talking about these videos very briefly, but I do want to talk about, um, the battle that I am currently facing and the steps that I am sort of leaning towards making, um, and just basically just where I want to go with this. Um, so, uh, I just finished worshiping. Um, I tried asking God for, um, just to guide me and, and, and whatever, um, I choose to do. Um, so yeah, it was, it was beautiful worshiping. Um, haven't done that in a while. Just sitting back, texting my mom and dad saying, Hey, like I'm going to be in my room listening to music. I uh, just enjoy if I would, I would love if you wouldn't like come in or call me and they're like, yeah, sure. So, I mean, just for uh, a safety measure, I put my phone and, and my iPad on airplane mode, uh, just so I had that quiet time. Um, but basically the, the, the first video is Pastor John Piper talking about sex and talking about the power that sex has and how sex is supremely more powerful, probably more powerful than money and power because of the intense physical dimension of that desire. Um, Sex has a physical dimension of desire that um, money or power doesn't have. Um, and I think that's why it's such a a very hard thing to overcome, especially in a lot of the people that I know. And it's a battle that I have faced ever since I came to Christ because I was totally okay, you know, with my sin before I came to Christ. But as soon as I gave my life to Christ, as soon as I understand what was right and what was wrong, um, because of who Jesus is, that was the day that I declared war on my flesh. That was the day that I declared war on me dying to myself and me becoming a new creation in Christ and me uh, glorifying him and all that I do, trying to glorify him um, and just trying to abide in him. But this is a battle that I have faced for a very long time. Uh, John Piper goes and he begins to talk about uh, this physical dimension of sex but a part that I, I, I very just briefly wanted to uh, touch on was his solution um, to it. Um, and I think it'll, it'll bless you uh, so much. So John Piper said, let our amazement of Jesus's poverty. So let us be amazed by the poverty of Jesus. Stick with me for a second. But this poverty made men and women rich. Jesus' poverty made men and women rich. Let our amazement for Jesus' poverty move us and shape us and free us from our love affair with money. So the first point we're talking about is money. Okay, So we're talking about the love of money. Anyone who is listening to this right now and who is dealing with greed, who is dealing with just this attachment to worldly possessions, um, your iPhone, an iPad, uh, a computer, uh, a video game console, um, cash, money—how much money you see in your bank account? If you are being, if you are being held victim to that, if that is holding you, listen to this. So let—I'm gonna read this again. Let our amazement of Jesus's poverty move us and shape us and free us. Let our amazement of his poverty free us from our love affair with money. 
let us admire it. Let us learn to love his freedom from the love of money and his readiness to risk it all for the mission. For the mission that was the redemption of sinners back to Christ. Jesus' freedom from money should give us freedom from money. His, 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 his need to not need money should free us from that greed. And I'm going to move on to something that I know I personally relate to. And I know many of you, if not all of you who are listening to this right now, will probably, um, who are probably struggling with right now. By beholding the glory of the Lord, let us be changed into a person who doesn't love money, sex, and power. So now we're moving from money to sex and the power of sex. Okay, listen to this right here. Pastor John, John Piper's words, an amazing revelation that I was listening to in this video. I listened to it at work and I was like, wow, I need to go back and listen to this and take notes on it. This is it right here. Look at Jesus's sexual life. Any of you who are listening right now who are who are dealing with an addiction to pornography like I have once have uh, in the past, any of you who are listening right now that has an addiction to sex, any of you who has an addiction to sexual desires, leaning on that, focusing on that, meditating on lust, meditating on these desires, let's look at Jesus' sexual life for a second, Okay. Two or three decades. I mean, we're not going to forget his adolescence, okay? Two or three decades of masculine virility, of masculine sexual drive. Two to three decades of that. Jesus went through two or three decades of hormones, of masculine virility, of this sex drive that we all have as, as males, okay? Two or three decades of, 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 of the same hormone that's in you and me that causes us to lust after men or women. Jesus went through this, but yet, listen to this, yet not one single millisecond of a sinful thought, not one single millisecond of a sinful thought of a lustful desire, Jesus's perfectness his holiness should bring us to our knees and amaze us. Yet not one single millisecond of a sinful thought throughout Jesus's two or three decades of masculine virility, sexual drive. You can make the argument that throughout his ministry, throughout Jesus's ministry, there was this super uh, this supercharged sexual temptation that that every one of us men would have fell for women were hanging on his on his words they were following him around former prostitutes were weeping and crying over him and they were wiping his feet with their with their hair. Jesus was around so much temptation, but yet not one single millisecond of a sinful desire went on in his head. Guys, let us depend on that. Let, let, let us look towards that truth to free us from this battle that we have with lust. Jesus never sinned, even with all of that around him. Jesus denied himself perfectly without denying the goodness of sexuality. So there's there's good. There's, there's so much good in sexuality. But like God does with many things, if not all things, God has parameters around sexuality, just like he does with all things. The parameter for sex is you can have as much as you want without any risk of disease in marriage. That's the only parameter that, that God gives us. And we know that temptation is knocking on the door every single day. The next video that we'll briefly talk about was a video that Ray Comfort uh, made. And throughout the entire video, he's just showing pictures of spider webs. And I think it's really cool as he goes and he talks about um, 
lustful desire. So I'll read through a bit of it. So what I'm reading to you right now is basically just just Ray Comfort. I, I took I took notes. I basically wrote the entire transcript of this video. So I won't bore you too much. I will hit the the Bible verses that he talks about though. So the first verse that he brings up was every man is tempted when he's drawn away by his own lust and enticed. So we are tempted not by God. We are tempted not by other people around us, but we are tempted from when our own lust and sinful desires are within us and they they move us to follow through. That's James 1.4. Okay. We could even see in, in Mark chapter 6, verses 22 to 25, that King Herod was enticed by his own lust when his eyes fell upon the body of this young woman as she danced. She then enticed him further to commit murder, the murder of John the Baptist. Lust is a such a powerful thing. And with the story that many of you are familiar with in 2 Samuel 11, lust led King David, the man who defeated Goliath, the man that God said was after his own heart. Lust led David by the nose, dragging him to commit adultery and to also murder his neighbor. If we give ourselves to lust, then we were, we're, we're driving drunk. Lust will impair our, our moral judgments so that you cross lines that you normally wouldn't cross. This, this desire for just wanting, this desire for unrighteousness will impair us. This desire will move us away from the cross into our own self. Romans 7, 7, Paul talked about his personal battle with lust. Paul says in Romans 7, I would have not have known sin or lust except through the law, which said thou shall not covet. I'm paraphrasing this. So go and, go and of course, read through all the verses that I'm talking about. You may pause um, and read through the verses I'm reading them, but just that's basically what he was talking about. David not only broke the 10th commandment by not coveting, David wanted what he what what wasn't his. He not only broke the 10th commandment, thou shalt not covet, but he also broke the 7th commandment when he lusted after his neighbor's wife. Jesus said that whoever even looks, I want you guys to to really pay attention to this. Whoever even looks at a woman or at a man or at anything with sexual desire anyone who lusts after a man or woman he has already committed adultery with them in their heart thou shalt not murder thou shalt not commit adultery adultery isn't just cheating on your wife adultery isn't just cheating on your husband adultery you commit adultery within your heart whenever you look at someone with a lustful desire whenever you watch pornography you commit adultery you break the seventh commandment when you hate someone you break the uh, the commandment that says thou shalt not murder. Jesus said, if you even hate your brother, you've already committed murder against him. Before we are brought into life by the Holy Spirit, we have no conflict with lust. Before we are brought to salvation by Jesus Christ, we have no battle. There is no battle to be fought because we're in perfect perfect harmony with, with this sin that's unknown to us at the time. Our, under, our, our, our wandering eyes were full of adultery and we didn't even have an issue with it. But like I said before, the moment that we turned in genuine repentance, now repentance, all, all repentance means is just 180. You turn from your ways of sin and you walk the path of righteousness. As soon as we did that, the battle then begun. We then started to have to fight these desires, these evil, um, unholy desires. And specifically, I'm talking about lust, but you could pertain this to any part of your, of your life that you're in right now. A man has no problem smoking 40 cigarettes a day until he tries to stop it. We've been so um, integrated with sin because, I mean, we were born with a sin nature. So we were born sinners. Okay, We were born innately sinning against the holy God. Therefore, it's very, very hard to turn away from that. But it's not impossible because it's not by our own strength that we turn away from that sin. It's the strength of Jesus Christ that dwells within us when we give our lives to him. 
Paul then in Romans 7, 23 and 25 spoke of a warfare or a clash between two things going on at one time. I'm paraphrasing this too. So go back and look at Romans 7, 23 and 25. When I, when I see another law in my members warring against me. So there's, there's something else that's warring inside of Paul. Okay. The law of my mind. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God but with the flesh, the law of sin. The battle we face is between our renewed minds. So the battle that we are facing is between our our renewed minds, our minds in Christ, and the old sinful flesh. That is a battle that we will fight until the day we die. And that that bothers me too. Like, man, like I'm going to be fighting this until the day I die. Paul tells us in the following chapters how he found victory. So here's the hope. Here is the hope. Here is what I want you guys to get if you don't get anything else. Romans 8, 2. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ. So the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. The law of God no longer legally condemned us because of the death of Jesus. The death of Jesus paid our debt. One of Jesus' last words on the cross where it is finished, he was referring to a debt that has been paid that we all owe as soon as we are born. A debt was paid as long as we accept it. Because whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Amen to that. Amen to that. Basically going on and on. Ecclesiastes 12, 14. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing. Uh, every secret thing. There is nothing that we could do that isn't seen by God. And that should tremble us. Getting to the main point of the video, um, of Ray Comfort's video, that a way to overcome sin, the only way to overcome sin, is by something called fear. Not fear in what the sin can do to you. Because Jesus said, don't fear the man who could kill the flesh, but fear the one who could kill the flesh and cast the soul into hell. We need to fear God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of all understanding in the book of Proverbs. And this fear, we have to understand what the word fear means. In the original text, Greek or Hebrew, the word fear didn't mean this this terrifying uh, sensation that you get. Fear was an awe. I fear God because I am in awe of him. I am in such amazement and awe that I turn from my sin because I know what he could do to my body. And not only am I running away from my sin because of the fear, but I'm also drived by love because I see what he has done for me. We need to have a very, very healthy fear for the Lord. That is the only way that we could break from our sin. Paul feared God. And that was his victory over lust. Galatians 5.16, walk in the spirit and you shall not fill the lust of the flesh. To make sure that you don't walk into the, the web of lust, to not walk into the web of lust, we need to continually have our have the rod of God's law before us, before our eyes, knowing right from wrong and allowing our God-given conscience to Help us discern right from wrong. God has to be feared because of what he will do because of guilty sinners. God's judgment is coming, everyone, and, and that's something that I really want everyone to hone into. We need to keep this thought before our eyes that God's judgment is coming, and we will be free from the from the grip of, of lust and sin. Paul talks about uh, those who do not fear God in Romans 3, 16 and 18, verse 16 says, destruction and misery are in their ways. Those who do not fear God, destruction and misery are in their ways. Verse 18, there is no, there is no fear of God before their eyes. So because in verse 18, because they have no fear, destruction and misery are coming to their ways. The flesh is a poisonous well. Please do not drink from it. No matter how thirsty you may feel no matter how late at night it is that you're laying in your bed. 
and these images are just constantly clashing with you. You know it's wrong. You know you're not supposed to be doing this. Run from it. Don't drink from the flesh. Drink from the well that God provides through Jesus. Because Jesus told us to take heart because he has overcome the world. There will be so many trials and tribulations in this world. But Jesus wants us to know in his word, red letter, okay, red letter, that Jesus, that I, Jesus Christ, have overcome the world. So we have overcome the world when we're in Jesus. Remember that truth. If we have a healthy fear of God, even though we have temptations, temptations will be coming on us. We fear God. That means the temptations won't stop. Nothing we could do in this life, nothing we could do in this life will ever stop temptations from coming our way besides us dying and besides us going into the new life with our new bodies and heaven that God promises us, that God promises those who are in Jesus. If we have a healthy fear of God, even though we have temptations, we will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. We will be tempted. We will be tempted to, to be taken away from God's love. We will be tempted to be satisfied. We will be tempted to be satisfied in other things, but Jesus. Okay, we will be tempted. We will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Instead, we will turn from it. We'll move away from that temptation, and we will change our pathway. We will shut our eyes. We will spit out the poison that we were just about to consume on the verge of consuming. We will cry out to God or run like Joseph did when lust was calling his name in Genesis 39 verses 11 through 12. Brett Comfort then goes on, continues to talk about it, but he brings up a very good point. And if you saw my story, um, the day of recording this, I'm recording this on uh, March 28th. Okay. March 28th. Uh, yesterday, um, I posted a video about first Corinthians 10, 13. And I also posted, um, my uh, notes on that, uh, on the notes from the video, and um, and we're gonna get into this. So we need to memorize this one verse, okay? This, I, this is my challenge for you, okay? I'm gonna I'm gonna try to. My memorization isn't all there, um, but I challenge you to, just to try to memorize this verse. It's it's so powerful. First Corinthians ten thirteen. If you don't know it, it says, "No temptation has overtaken you." Wow. First off, that is beautiful. No to no temptation has overtaken us. No temptation is too much for us to bear. God will never give us anything that we can't bear. And those things that he does give us that seem so, so unbearable. Listen to this. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Point number one, God is faithful. Point number two, God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able to. Lastly, but with the temptation, during the temptation, in the temptation, God will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Let me read through that one time. I was breaking it down. So listen to this. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. I'm going to read it all the way through. No pauses. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, he will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. The virtue of the fear of God, coupled with a tender conscience. So the fear of God and a very tender conscience, a very convicted conscience, a conscience that is indwelling in the Holy Spirit. They will always look for that way of escape while you're in sin. Any type of sin. You know it's wrong. You do. Deep down inside. That's what the conscience was given to you for. To, to, to know right from wrong. That's why no man, no woman will be held unaccountable on the day of judgment. Because God has given us his conscience knowing. this, Our conscience knowing right from wrong. It's always so humbling just to just to go back to the feet of Jesus when, when you just finished committing sin. Uh, especially a sin that that is, is being repeated so much. Um, and, and I'm, I'm with you on that. It's humbling. It's like, man, like I stumbled again. Um, you know, why am I doing this? I, I feel so embarrassed to go back and, and to tell God this, how is God going to view me? I'm going to tell exactly how, how God views that. 
It's always humbling to ask for forgiveness again and again. But keep in mind, keep in mind this point. When you're asking for forgiveness from a sin that you continually struggle with, keep this in mind. Whenever we we ask God to forgive us of that sin and it is sincere, here's the truth. As far as God is concerned, okay, as far as God is concerned for, for, for that sin, it's the first time we've ever came to him. It is the first time that we have ever came to him. It is the first time that we ever came to him because of that problem. God can do all things, but he can't do one thing, okay? He can't do one thing. He can't remember sin once it's confessed and once it's repented of. God can't do that. God can't remember your sin. 2 Corinthians 7.10 says, Godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation. That sorrow that you feel, man, like, God, I messed up. God, I messed up. Why did I do this? Why did I do this? Lord, forgive me. Lord, I'm sorry. That right there, that sorrow that you feel inside, that godly sorrow, that is what will lead you to your salvation. Whenever God forgives, he forgets. And we have that promise. We have his promise on that. First John 1 John 1.9 He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and clean us from all unrighteousness. If we confess. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of those sins and to clean us and to purify us and to make us new in righteousness. I want to leave you with one more thing from this video before I get on to what I really wanted to talk about. And I was like, dang, Antonio, yeah, it's 26 minutes in. You're still not there? Yeah, forgive me. Um, I'm still working on that. Um, but I really hope um, you would just take some time and just listen all the way through. Um, but I want to leave you with this last verse that Ray Comfort talks about in the video. The very last verse. He doesn't even say it. It's just popped up on the screen. Proverbs 16.6. And by the fear of the Lord... One departs from evil. By fearing God, we depart from evil. We turn away from evil. So now, uh, wow, I just, I, I want to get real with you guys for a second. Um, like I said, I haven't planned this, so forgive me if I do stumble on it, but uh, there's just a couple things that I've been wanting to talk about. Um, a couple plans that I have. Um, not necessarily for all, oh, I, I mean, I guess you could say it's for the podcast, but just a couple plans that have been coming to my mind and a couple things I wanted to bring up to you guys. Uh, first of all, I want to be honest and I want to tell you that I haven't been as faithful, um, in the Lord, um, as I should have. Um, I'm at, and I, I just want to ask you for, for your forgiveness. Um, I want to ask you for the forgiveness because, um, of my own lust getting in the way of my relationship with God, me stumbling, uh, me committing sin, me not acting as as someone giving you a word and me not acting like, like a teacher, um, it, it grieves me. It, it, it really does. And not only does my sexual sin grieve me, the way I act around my friends at work, um, that's another thing that I've been big on. Uh, me playing around, you know, me making jokes that I shouldn't make, you know, me joining in on conversations. I, I just, I asked, first of all, God, um, to forgive me of that. But I also, I, I, I'm asking for you to forgive me for seeming like such a hypocrite. And I ask uh, just for your prayers, because um, I do believe that prayer from others is, is, is just so powerful. It, it, it's very powerful. Um, but I want to tell you about the reason why I stumbled. Um, and it's, it's crazy. And this is, I, I'm going to be talking about this fast that I'm going on too. But the reason why um, I'm taking, you know, these such extreme measures. The main goal of this is to glorify God in all that I do and everything that I do. I want God, God to be glorified. What, when you're hearing this, I don't want you to hear me. I want you to hear God speaking to you through his word, through me, because I'm just a vessel. Okay. I just want to get that. I just want to get that clear. I want to be extremely raw with you. Okay. I have seen so much just, just filth, um, on social media. Um, I have seen just so many people calling themselves um, people of God, calling themselves believers, but then um, going and posting a very revealing picture. And I'm not, I'm not just going after um, women here, but I, I'm also going to be going at the men too. But, but women 
guys, we need to carry ourselves with modesty. I, I don't care how that pricks you. I just want you to know that causing someone to stumble, causing someone to sin is, is a very scary thing to do. I'm just going to leave it at that. It's such a very scary thing to do. And it's like I would open Snapchat, okay? I would finish reading my Bible for the day. Um, I would finish watching these videos on uh, theology and just trying to learn more about God. And I would want to take a break for a second. And I would go on to Snapchat and I would talk about, uh, not talk about, I would, I would just look through stories. One after the other, I see revealing pictures of people who, call themselves godly people. I'm not calling out any, I'm not going to call out anyone. Um, but if you know who you, if you, if you profess to be a Christian, a born again Christian, and you're going in and you're posting these revealing pictures, male or female, you're not helping your neighbor. You're not loving your neighbor. I don't understand how you, how you believe it's loving to go out and, and post a picture that's revealing that will cause the opposite sex or the same sex to even look at you in any type of lustful way, bathing suit pictures, you know, just getting these right angles of, of, of your curves of your six pack, you know, glorifying yourself. Okay. I, Cause I mean, if we get to the point, that's what it really is. And I'm saying that we shouldn't post about ourselves. Yeah. You know, go ahead and post about yourself. You know, you're made in the image of God. You know, you're beautiful. You're handsome. You're amazing. But it gets to a point where you start to glorify yourself you really start to glorify yourself and you you seek for the attention of other people when you have the attention of God. Um, guys, this wasn't just for the lady. Guys, we need, to, we, we need to stop looking at every single girl that we see and see them only as a potential partner. Personally, I struggle with that. We need to stop looking at every single person of the opposite sex and we need to stop wanting them in such a sexual way, we need to stop acting uh, all these certain ways. Um, it's it's just it's it's not right. We need we need to stop professing that we are God fearing men, and then going around talking to seven different girls at one time. We need to stop going around and playing with with these these people's hearts. We need to stop going around and and treating our sisters in Christ this way. Where is the respect and and where is the love in that? We need to be loving. We need to be the leaders that we are called to be in the Godhead. We need we need to be the leaders, not only for women, not only for children, but of ourselves. Okay. Submit to God. We we need we need to come into full submission to God. We need to just drop everything, everything. And we need to just take a moment. And this is the perfect time, you know, cause we're at home. We have nothing else to do. What are you doing right now? Um, driving a car, um, folding clothes, making dinner, eating dinner, uh, playing a video game, uh, surfing through social media. Um, as you're listening to this, I mean, whatever you're doing, um, is that thing that you're doing, even listening to this right now, is that thing more important than restoring your relationship with Christ? When is it more important than bearing good fruit? Is it more important than testifying to other people of the work that Christ has done in you? I'm starting to become very weary of celebrations of coming to Christ. Yes, it's so beautiful. The kingdom has has gained another follower to advance uh, God's work. But I'm very cautious because I would I, I want to see what fruit that they bear. Jesus said, "You will know my people because of the fruit that they bear." Okay, we need we need to be looking out for the kind of fruit that people bear. If someone comes up to you and asks for prayer, pray for them, pray for them, pray for them, pray for them, pray for them. Keep them in your prayers. Hope, hope that they would advance the kingdom of God. But watch, watch and see what they do not saying judge them at all. I just want you to observe and see what kind of fruit that they bear. I want you to rebuke me. Any of you listening, I want you to tell me, I mean, what are you doing? You know, Antonio, what are you doing, Anthony? You call yourself a man of God, but 
you're making fun of people. You call yourself a man of God, but you're cussing. You call yourself a man of God and you're in conversation about women. Lustful conversation about women. You call yourself a man of God, but you seem to be this hypocrite. Call me out. Rebuke me. Please do. Please do. And it's it's such a humbling thing when, when I'm at work, um, specifically, because, I mean, I, I'm only here by myself at the house or um, I'm at work. So, I mean, I have a lot of friends at work and things that come out of my mouth at, at work are probably things I shouldn't be saying. I know are things I shouldn't be saying. And I'm not saying they're terrible, but it's a couple of cuss words come out here and there. But as soon as I cuss, you know, it's like people look at me differently. You know, it's like, <laughs> why are you cussing? I mean, you're Antonio. And that's, that's super humbling. Because people should look at us and people should see. I, I read about this. Um, I read about this in uh, in the book of Samuel, in the, in the book of First Samuel. I just actually read about it, and basically, David is uh, at this point in the story of Samuel. I believe it's chapter nineteen or twenty. No, 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 no. Like chapter twenty-eight. Uh, David is being. He's in a camp with a bunch of Philistines, the enemy, but he is serving someone in the Philistines. But they were uh, this uh, the guy who David was serving was like, Oh no, I want to take him into war with us, this and that. Um, but like the Lords with the lowercase L, the Lords uh, of the Philistines uh, were saying, no, do you not know who, who David is? People were talking about King Saul, but people were talking more greatly of King of, of, of the King to come and David guys, let, let us all just be, um, just be uh, like 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 David in that sense. Let us all be um, known by our bringing people to Christ. Let us know. Let, let us be known as Christians who not only talk to talk but walk the walk. Right. Let us bear good fruit, and let our fruit testify that we know Christ. Because every time we we talk to seven girls at one time. Every time we post a very revealing photo, every time we do anything that doesn't glorify God, we're producing fruit too. But it's not the fruits of the Spirit. It's not. It's either fruits of selfishness, self-righteousness, um, fruits of pride, um, and just fruits of uh, unrighteousness. And uh, I know this is you know, stepping on a lot of people's toes, but um, the entire reason for this was just the the hypocrisy that I see, not only in in the people that I see, but also in myself. I see so much hypocrisy in myself, and um, it really comes to a point where it's like, man, like you call yourself a follower of God, and you're going out and you're doing these things, small things, you know, but to God, you know, they're they're huge. Um, so. Here's the, the the big thing that I basically want to get out of this whole thing. And I really commend you if, if you've been listening all the way through to this. Um, but the thing that I wanted to do was I wanted to go on uh, this fast or this partial fast. Um, not partial from social media because uh, I, I am planning on on moving away from, from, uh, from all social media platforms uh, for a good while. Um, and I also want to uh, fast like uh, Daniel did. Um, when the people from Babylon, I believe, were offering him food, but um, I don't know how the story goes, but basically he didn't want to defile his body with the food, so he went on a fast of nothing but just vegetables, water, and I think that's it. I don't think he did fruit, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do fruit. Um, so the whole the whole point of this ultimately is I want to have a relationship with Christ that is. So, so strong and so beautiful that in everything that I do, I'm submitting to him, I'm being humble, I'm, I'm dying to my pride, and I am uh, just constantly in a state of, okay, God, I know I'm a sinner. You know, I, I, I'm a sinner. I, I, I do, I commit millions of sins you know, in a week. Um, I commit thousands of sins. 
but Lord, I, I'm tired of it. I just, I want to, I want to be able to focus on you. I, I, I want to, I want to long for you. I want to have the strong desire for you. Jesus, I'm, I'm tired of, um, of wanting other things more than I want you. I'm tired of my prayers being so focused on me and not focused on you. I'm tired of me praying for myself more than I'm praying for other people. I'm so tired of all of it. And Jesus, I, I, I hope that that through you know this journey that I take however long uh, I'm feeling led to do with Jesus, I, I pray that this journey that I'm taking just helps me to focus on you. Guys, um, I will be posting a podcast, you know, still every Monday. And I mean, you'll have that occasional, you know, surprise episode if, if I get with someone to do an interview with them. Um, but I, I will be uh, moving on from social media for the unforeseeable future. And I just want you to understand that this isn't, you know, for attention. And I really did struggle with even talking about this um, on the podcast. But um, I think it's something that you guys need to hear. Um, and just going into my life, just think of this as a as a video journal um, of just me going through my life. I'll be talking about my experiences and stuff like that, but I will be very careful about that. Um, but um, my main focus in all of this is just to uh, focus on Christ. I want Christ to be the center of everything. I don't want Christ to just be the center of my relational life and not my financial life. I want God to be God of all. I want him to reign supremely over every aspect of my life. For my San Jacinto Baptist people, I want God to be in my chair. I want him to be my main focus. I don't want to idolize anything else. I don't want to idolize anything but God, period. And I, I want to, I want to, I want to zone in. You know, I, I want to focus. And I, I'm just, I'm tired of wanting a girlfriend more than I want God. I'm tired of, of wanting a check more than I want to read my Bible. You know, I, I'm, I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick of sick and tired of getting home and being super tired and, and not wanting to read my Bible. I, I'm tired of it. Um, and I need to do something about it. I think most of us need to do something about it. Um, but sometimes it, it may feel super extreme. This feels super extreme. I've tried fasting one time, but it wasn't for the glory of God. Um, this time it's going to be for the glory of God. And uh, just my prayer uh, going into this is that um, I would trust God more. That I would love God more. And that I would just submit everything to Him. That I would just... Be one with Christ. That I would just be one with him. And that in everything that I do, I'm doing it as if I'm I'm serving God. When I'm at work, I, I don't want to give my manager's attitude because they told me to do something. I, I want to say, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. And I want to do it not because they told me to do it, but it's because it's an obligation that God has given me. God has blessed me with that job. God has blessed me with two amazing parents and I want to follow them without giving them sass. I want to follow them without, without an attitude. I just, I want to, I want to let the Lord be glorified in me. And I want to get to a point spiritually to where when you look at me, you're not seeing me and you're just seeing Christ. I want you to be able to look at me and not see me. And I want you to be turned to Christ He's like, oh wow, yeah. And Antonio's Anthony's radical. You know, he's Jesus freaking as a weirdo, you know. And, and yes, yes, I am. I love Jesus. I love him so much. So so much. I love him less than I should. I'm confessing to that. But I'll never love him as much as he loved me or you. Because he died for me and you. died for me and you and uh i th i think that that thought of itself is very um very powerful 
Like he took, he took metal stakes through his hands and uh, through his feet. He uh, wore a crown of rose, rose thorns. He got whipped so bad that um, a few scholars that I've done research on saying that the guts, his guts and vital organs could have been showing. You know, he was whipped, he was tortured, he was beaten. And the only thing going on in his mind wasn't, you know, Lord, you know, finish this, you know, so I could hurry up and resurrect myself and show my glory. No, he was like, yeah, like I, I still love you. Lash after lash, you know, I, I still love you. Beating after beating, I still love you. While his right hand was getting pierced with that metal needle, yeah, I still love you. Left hand getting pierced, I still love you. When he was hanging on that cross, asking for water, and then he got vin vinegar, getting mocked while he's bleeding out, dying. He's looking at you right now and saying, I still love you. I love you enough to do this. And I love you enough to do it again. He loves us. And I think I know that we need to be more responsive in our love for him. We need to be more in tune with Jesus. We need to be more focused uh, with Jesus. So uh, I pray uh, right now, uh, just for everyone, uh, I, I just want to say a quick little prayer and hurry up and end. Because, um, you know, this is a, another, another long video. Um, but I think it's for the good. And I know the people who really listen to these, I mean, I know they will be blessed by it. Um, but I just want to just pray right now and just, just end us off with that. Um, but I do want you to remember that God loved us a lot, but his love didn't call us to be idle. Um, his love called us to be transformed too. It's not a one-sided relationship. If I'm, if I'm in a relationship and my girlfriend and my or my wife is giving me 99.99% and I'm only giving her 0.01%, that relationship isn't going to last. Um, Father God, Lord, I, I thank you for the platform that you've given me. Uh, Jesus, I ask that you bless everyone. Uh, under the sound of my voice, listening right now, um, I ask that you would stir something up within them that they wouldn't be looking for a feeling or something intellectually. I would just ask that they look for you, that they look for your true character, that they look at the cross and that they see what you did and they really, really understand how much you love them. Jesus, I pray that these people would be transformed by the renewing of their mind. I pray that all of our minds will be renewed, and I pray that all of us take the most, dract uh, the most drastic measures that we have to to be able to focus on you with everything that we have. Lord, let us focus on you in, in everything and in all that we do. Let us bring everything to you. Let us submit our lives to you. And let us be as radical as we need to be. Jesus, help us not look for the judgment of another man, but let us fear the judgment of you. Help us seek truth. Remain in us and be with us in all that we do. Help us grow. Help us develop Help us bear good fruit. Help us bear good fruit. And direct our paths. Direct my paths as, as I go on this uh, little journey. Allow people not to use this quarantine for anything other than glorifying you. Amen. Guys, we, we have such an amazing opportunity right here in front of us. 
to where God, I'm not going to say what God wants. I'm not going to say what God is saying because I don't know the mind of God, but my interpretation of, you know, just why everything is going on is just so that we can focus. And that's a word that I keep on saying. And I want this, this, um, podcast to be focused on the word focused. Let us focus on Jesus, this 2020 quarantine. Let us leave this having more fruit in Christ. Let us leave this being transformed and being different people. Because when we have Christ, we're not the same person. We've died to our fleshly nature. We've died to the way we've acted in front of our friends. We've died to the things that we do with our boyfriend and girlfriend. We die to some of the words that we say. And we're just a little bit more cautious. And let people see that. And let that be the testament of your salvation. Don't let your words be the testament of your salvation. Let your works be the testament of your salvation. Not saying that your works save you, everyone. But because we are transformed by God, because we look at God and we know our sin is so great and that we need a Savior, when we get the Savior by confessing of our sins and repenting of them, then God gives us a new heart with new desires that desire righteousness. Desire righteousness. And because we love Him, good works flow from us. We don't do good works to gain salvation. We gain salvation and then good works flow from us. I'm going to leave you with that. Thank you so much for watching this video. Um, I really hope and pray that this really uh, meant something to you. I also hope and pray that the audio, the audio sounded a little bit better. I was running tests, and um, I think I like the way this sounds, um, but I'm sacrificing recording. Um, but I, I will work on that. YouTube has been a little stalled lately, um, but I'm focused on the podcast and just getting content out um, that's oh, God-honoring. So uh, I love every single one of you guys. Um, I love you for taking the time out of your day just to listen to me talk for 50, 60 minutes. It really means a lot. And I mean, you, you, I mean, you have time. Uh, so, uh, you might as well, you're right. Um, but, uh, thank you again, uh, for listening. And I pray that the Holy spirit moves within you to do something that you never would have thought that you've done before. Um, and I'm just going to leave you guys with that. I love you. Um, stay safe, wash your hands. Um, love thy neighbor by not getting close to thy neighbor. <laughs> Um, and yeah, uh, I love each and every one of you. And most importantly, God loves you more than that.